What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. From time to time, I will just turn the microphone on and begin recording without any particular topic in mind. And these videos are traditionally labeled my thoughts. And so in the spirit of that, it's time I record another one. And I suppose the revolving thoughts that I'm having this time have a lot to do with two particular topics, the first of which is hope. And the second is communication, even or rather specifically within the context of a breakup, because a relationship is a relationship is a relationship, whether you are a boyfriend-girlfriend, whether you are just platonic, whether you are married, whether you're cousins or just friends. They're still relationships. There are different kinds of relationships, and perhaps they're entering or exiting romance, but they're still relationships. And so I guess I'll start with communication during a breakup, I want a lot of you to consider some of the advice and videos and different material, different food for thought that you are ingesting while going through a breakup or perhaps while there's someone that you might like that you want to begin dating. Maybe they're unavailable. Maybe they are completely available, but they don't want you. It can be really difficult for our ego to handle because a world where someone doesn't like us is a hard one to swallow. Not only that, but what if we've been doing a lot for this person? What if we've been really good to them? And what if that was our unhealthy way of keeping them around? But so that we don't dive too far down the rabbit hole, there's something that we have to remember when a breakup is happening. And that is that at the time of a breakup, the person doesn't want to be with you. What they are communicating is that, look, things got to the point where I no longer wanted to continue this union, this context of the relationship, meaning if it's romantic, I don't want to continue it being romantic. Maybe let's call time out and then come back at it platonically. Maybe it's for an entirely different reason that you have nothing to do with. Maybe it's an external factor. Maybe they need to move somewhere. Maybe somebody died. Maybe there's an addiction. But the minute someone tells you that they don't want to have a relationship with you, we go through the very beginning of the stage of grief. Well, first there's the initial shock, right? And with shock eventually comes the denial. But it can be really hard for us to understand what they're saying. And then we immediately go into the mindset of how do I win them back? And then we begin plotting and strategizing and all of that. But at its core, we didn't listen to what they said. They said, it is my desire, for whatever reason, that I no longer wish to pursue a romantic relationship with you. Now, here's where the dumpies usually screw up is they're thinking that if they have the right combination of things and look the right way and have the right amount of friends and other things going on, that the dumper will suddenly change their mind. And you know and I know that's not how it works. So 
Why do you come to channels like these to hear work on yourself? Well, because that's good for you. And it does make you more attractive, not only to your ex, but to every human being on Earth. So now I get it. You're thinking, wait, but, but you just said... And you're right. I did just said. But look, being serious, the point is, it's got to be for you. It has to be for you. Because for 95% of you listening, it was simply this. You needed your partner too much. I'm not saying there wasn't other external factors, other things that had led to the detriment of the relationship. But what I'm saying is that those things are almost always sparked by needing somebody in your life too much. More than they need you. You changed who you initially were. That doesn't mean you can't change back. You absolutely can. You can improve upon who they first met. And then you do no contact. For most of you. Not all of you. But most of you should be doing no contact. And then no contact gives you a chance to reduce some of the anxiety, some of the less attractive qualities and worries that you might otherwise show your ex-partner or the person that you're pursuing. And they get a reframe. They get to look at you and say, wow, well, you know, were they always that good-looking? Did they always have that many muscles? Were they always this confident? I thought they were anxious. And it gives them a chance to miss you, something that they very likely did not have if they're breaking up with you. And that's how I would encourage everybody to look at this. No contact and self-work. It's a reframing. It's a chance for the other person to look at you and say, I never quite saw them in that light, or I never thought that they were capable of that. It's the whole piece. It's not just no contact. It's not just self-work. It's not just newfound confidence. It's the whole thing, wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. It's almost like you're recreating yourself, and they've never met this version of you. Might be kind of nice. And it's funny enough because... After a breakup, or rather during a breakup, we're always like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough, they threw me away. Completely forgetting that you were totally good enough during the duration they were dating you. But suddenly you're not good enough. It's like, okay. And that's our fault, right? Because we need to be able to see that in this negative mindset, all we're doing is drowning the situation in sorrow and grief and self-doubt. And that's one of the things that the personal work and the no contact is there to address. It's removing much of the negative tone that you're feeling. But then you'll have other coaches come along and tell you, oh, if you don't contact your ex within seven days, they're going to forget about you. Or 30 days or whatever magical number. If you don't send them a handwritten letter fully describing all of your feelings, because there's not already been enough drama, right? You know, they're not already sick and tired of the drama. So why don't we give them some more? If you don't do those things, your chances will be shot. Or my personal favorite, come to my website and take this six-question quiz, and I will completely divulge if your ex is going to come back or not. That's like, oh, cool. John Gottman and Carl Jung and all of these different psychotherapists take years of their lives to ask thousands of questions to find out if a relationship's going to succeed or fail, but Brad Browning figured it out in six questions. Okay, dude, kiss my ass. As you can tell, I haven't had my coffee yet. But the other half of this conversation was hope, and how utterly destructive hope can be. Which is why I take the stance that you shouldn't have any. Now to be very clear, I am not saying that your situation 
is hopeless. And there's a very real difference between it being hopeless and you having no hope. So I will explain. Hopeless means that there's no chance. It's not going to happen. And sometimes, rarely, but sometimes I tell people that I don't think their situation is going to have a turnaround. Because the situation itself is quite toxic and... Usually that's the case in those types of situations. And sometimes the person still reaches out anyway. I can be wrong. And that's part of wisdom is admitting that you can be wrong or admitting that you don't know something. But it doesn't necessarily mean your situation has no chance at all. What it means is that in order to focus on yourself and live your life and not put your life on a complete pause, which makes you less attractive, by the way, and harms whatever chance you have, you can't sit around and wait for something that may or may not happen. That's ultimately what hope is. Because with hope comes the implicit understanding that you might get what you want. Yeah, you might. Your ex might come back. You might get the girl. You might get that person who you have a crush on. But it comes with the understanding that you might not. Yeah, they might stay together forever. Or they might break up. You don't know. You can't know. They don't know. The person who is your ex doesn't know. It's just life. So what are you going to do? Put your life and your limited amount of time on this planet on hold simply because something might happen? And what's funny is that many people who are sitting around waiting for an ex think that if they move from this spot, then their ex will not come back. They must be there waiting. Which just isn't true. If you move forward and live your life and meet someone else and then your ex comes back, well, then you have a decision to make, but you're not locked in any direction. And please don't mistake that as me saying, dump the new person for your ex. That's not me saying that at all. Rather, that is my saying that standing still will do more damage to your mental health and your attraction and your ability to attract others and to live a good life for yourself will be greatly diminished. So don't stand still. The thing you're hoping for either is or is not going to happen. And you standing still has no impact on that. What it does have an impact on is your mental health. So why would you ruin your mental health over a thing that is not guaranteed? I know it's hard to have hope. I really do. Hope is destructive. And if you are not mature enough and you don't have enough things going on in your life... You will do just that. You'll sit around and scroll through Reddit or Quora or YouTube or whatever your obsessive website of choice is looking to bolster that hope and find reasons why the hope should be a higher percentage than you realize, only to later understand that no matter what you do, the number is the number. And you and I don't know the number, right? It's a 50% chance. It's a 10% chance. It's a 99% chance. We don't know. You can do things to help the number like work on yourself and no contact. For most of your situations, that's entirely appropriate. And working on yourself is always appropriate. 100% of the time, that's why I recommend it. And sometimes your job is just to prepare yourself to the best of your ability and then let it go. And just trust that the universe, God, whatever you believe in is going to take you where you need to go. And if you believe in nothing, then you trust that yourself you are going to take you where you need to go. I hope that this video has helped some people decide some things for themselves. I'll talk to you all next time.